We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is up, hotties? Welcome back to another Stay Hot live stream. I'm Bladen Kirk, joined as always by my two favorite co-hosts of all time, Matthew Sponauer and Theo Ash. We're just going to be chatting, answering some of y'all's questions, keep it very low-key today. But Matt, Theo, how are you guys doing on this beautiful Tuesday afternoon? I'm doing good. It's like the first real good day of the year. That's like 75 yeah. out of the awesome. first good day of the year. Weather-wise, like weather yeah, spring is weather. 90 bad ones. <laughs> no, it, it's really been like 90 straight awful weather. I think we had one. We had one other good one. We had it's one other. Cold. It's been cold, rainy, windy, just awful every single day. But we got a break. Um the coldest it'll be today is 67 and it'll get up to it's going to get close to 80 so oh that's nice <laughs> it is it is nice how are you hanging in there theo i see you scrummaging around for something i assume yeah, headphones I some stuff in here uh i'm doing pretty well um i have no real updates or thoughts or anything no, no thoughts. Nothing real interesting has been going on recently. No stories. No. Right. It's just another day. <laughs> Life's passing me by quickly. Matt's uh, just getting older. <laughs> yes. So to you? No, I'm getting younger. Your time is up. <laughs> I'm getting younger, man. What are you talking about? So true. You're like, uh, what's the one movie? Oh, Benjamin Button. You will be seven years old <laughs> shortly. <laughs> Every year I get a year younger before we know. <laughs> what are some NBA? Where's a question to answer? What are some NBA matchups that specifically interest you? Um, Let's see I where the say, standings are at. I, they're changing every single day. I would say that I'd love a... Uh, a Warriors Suns around one way more than a Warriors Clippers. We were kind of robbed of that mm -hmm. last year because the Suns um, were cheated out of a game seven. The refs, the refs rigged game seven for the Mavericks. So we can go on to play the Warriors after that was hyped up all of last year. 
this year, obviously you've got the Warriors getting healthy. You got KD on the Suns, kind of a kind of a revenge game. I don't know if it's revenge if like they want a bunch of rings together. Yeah. And then like KD left in free agency after his contract ran out. I don't know if that's like going back for vengeance, but it is a return game. That's definitely one that that stands out to me. Um, yeah. I, part of me wants to see Sacramento, LA, yeah, Lakers, because I mean, Sacramento's big playoff disaster was losing to the Lakers way, way, way back in the day. And I, I think there's kind of a funny pressure on them if they finally get back to the playoffs and it's like, they're a three seed and it doesn't matter. And they get the Lakers anyway, who have just turned everything on at the last second and fought their way out of the plans. I think that would be uh, a lot of fun. I also think it'd be a very winnable series for LA and I'm rooting for the Lakers. So it would also be a very winnable series for the Kings. I feel like the Kings are scrubs, man. I won't take the disrespect. The Pelicans might be a problem. Dude, the Pelican isn't Zion like not ready to return, man. <laughs> They're not that getting seems to be right typical with I feel like every time I hear any conversation about Zion Williamson it's not wow look how good Zion's playing it's when is Zion going to be back on the court that is every conversation I've ever heard about him yeah it I says mean. there's two in the last like 30 hours there have been two reports one from Bleacher Report says just looking at headlines here Zion Williamson's return before playoffs eyed by Pelicans amid injury rehab, which sounds optimistic. The other says Zion Williamson has no timetable for return from injury. Um, So it's, it's kind of tough to say when he'll be back. I feel like that's one of those things where it's uh, like, it could happen any day. It could like happen like, Oh, he's active for the game tonight. Just out of nowhere. It wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me, but that's like neutral leaning positive. You know, it's not like, even then, I think it's tough to come off a hamstring injury, which is playing with fire. It's tough to come off that and be like, okay, now you're in the playoffs. Yeah. Go. Or if like they're in the plans, which I think they're, I don't want to yes. say they're probably going to be, but they are as of right this second. That's tough to be like, okay, elimination game versus the Lakers right now. That's, yep. That's all to ask. I remember in track, we rushed a guy back for districts off of a hamstring and he tore it. So, yeah. Yeah. Hamstrings are are anything to play with. So, I I don't know. I just, I think the big thing about making a run, and I believe in the Pelicans if they're healthy, but the big thing is staying healthy. And the Pelicans are such a major disadvantage in the most important category. So, I just, I don't believe in them. Maybe that's too negative. (laughs) <laughs> negative spawn hour Uh-oh. I am I'm interested in basically every iteration of matchups though it's there's so much parody in the league right now there's not like oh this again this for the you know a millionth time I there's nothing I'm sick of there's no like Cavs versus Warriors yeah. thing that I'm I'm like feel like I've seen a million times already so, there's yeah, no, I mean, in the West, no every locks, every possible matchup is good. 
I even think Minnesota is dangerous if they can make it. Oklahoma City, not so much um, as far as like if they're going to go like win a series. Um, but they're, I think they're in a position where it's like we're glad to be in the plans considering everything that's happened this season. In the East, it's New York is cool. I think they could be very feisty round one. I think they could win a series. Outside of that, it's the top four seeds and then nothing. You know who's in those? You know who's in that top four? I do. Yeah. <laughs> Theo was disappointed to say that. I do. Who knows? He's in the top four. I I don't know. A Cavs Knicks series would be extremely interesting. Um, I feel like it, I, the Knicks would be have turned it on to such a, a high degree lately that I feel like, and they're the Knicks. So I feel like they'd be a pretty popular team to win. But in most metrics, you've still got the Cavs above New York. So I wonder if that one would be... I think it'd be good. I do think that I'd like the Cavs to win it, but that's certainly a series that could go either way. It's not like the West, though, where it's like, I legitimately could see any of the top four seeds losing round one. Yeah. Even the Nuggets, if they get a bad pull, which I think is unlikely, but hypothetically, they could draw Golden State or LA. And that'd be very tough. Or maybe a healthy Pelicans could give them trouble. Yeah. I mean, right now, Sacramento has Golden State. That's a very losable series for Sacramento. <laughs> but well, if Wiggins we all know gets that. back and it seems like he's going to, you know, the bench is always a little bit of a problem, but I, 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 I think Golden State can win that one. <clears throat> they won't. Don't worry. The Kings have it. They have this in the bag. Top four play-in teams need to have a tournament for Wimby. It's cruel to make teams play for a replacement is what I'll say. It's the same logic as uh, it's cruel not the, to uh, give them to the Hornets. <laughs> are the Hornets in real contention? I, I saw that it's probably going to be Houston, San Antonio, Houston, San Antonio, and the Pistons have the th- best odds for Wembenyama. Uh, Matt, what team would you most like to see him on of the those four? The Hornets. <laughs> I mean, say the Hornets don't get it. Um, of well, the for, three, for starters, the odds the odds are so flat. Like, yeah, the Hornets are the four, so they don't have the t- they're not tied for the best odds. So they have a twelve point five percent chance, whereas the other teams have a fourteen percent chance. So it's not like they have as good a shot as anybody. I don't know. I mean, let me pull up Tankathon real quick. I've I've been pondering the reality a three percent chance where the Mavericks win the lottery and have their pick, and then they get Wimbanyama. Can <laughs> I think Indiana would be interesting? I really don't want to see Washington. We're good on that. I'd be really interested to see him in Houston. I think like that it it's such a mess of a team right now, mm-hmm. like culturally that that may be risky. But I do like J- I I do think Jalen Green is talented and, and he flashes occasionally despite, you know, not being able to string together consistent performances. But it would really, really intrigue me for that much, you know, young talent to be on one squad and and to see if they could actually uh turn it around i 
I feel like that would be the team that would be maybe the most interested to see him on. I feel like that would they would be a very famous team right off the bat if that was going. They would be one of the most they would very quickly become like ESPN darlings if they had Jalen Green and, and Wemby on the same same team. Yeah, I don't know. I um the two teams I don't want to see win are Houston and Detroit. Out of fairness, I think you win it a third. You're 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 picking a top four pick three times this quickly. I don't know. I, f- I feel like that's too lucky. I want to see more balance um, with things personally. Uh, you know, you know, Matt. That's the thing about randomness, though, is that true randomness never feels random. No, I'm not saying that it will. I'm just saying I'd like for it to be balanced. I'd like for, I mean, I'd, I'd San Antonio would be cool. But they don't have another exciting piece there yet. At least super exciting. I like some of the guys there, but they don't have like a real number two in the way that a Houston or Detroit would or a Hornets would. Um, Washington is just so all over the place and can't draft at all. That would end in a disaster. Portland is just not built for that, but I guess they could. I, I wonder what Portland would do if they won. I wonder what direction they'd go. And they've got a 10% chance. They've got a shot at it. Uh, but they're like a little bit all over the place. And I, I, I don't trust Portland a ton. Indiana's in a really good spot to get Wimbanyama. They'd be a good landing spot. Orlando, uh, they've won a little bit too much recently for my taste. So, uh, but obviously they'd be really good. Utah, that'd be cool. Um, but they just had a competitive team so recently. I don't care. They don't deserve it. Dallas, they really, no team is less deserving of getting Wimbanyama than Dallas. <laughs> uh, okay. Why see, not, Matt? No. Because they stink and they should be better. And then Toronto, come on. They're like 500 right now. That's not fair. So those are my, those are my thoughts. Should be the, I think, I think Indiana probably is the one that stands out as like they could. With him, they could instantly be a, a playoff team. And Portland, I guess, too. Both Indiana and Portland probably are the teams where I'm like pretty confident calling them a playoff team if they can land women. Yama. Washington as well, I, I would feel okay about them like at least being a play-in team in the East if they had Wemby. Oh, I don't know if any I rookie... So. I don't know. It's tough to say because I haven't necessarily scouted him. Um and so maybe he would just turn a team around into a championship contender year one. I, I don't think he would, but you know, we have seen it like LeBron's Cavs, like he turned in them into a contender, like pretty, pretty quickly. I don't know if it was his rookie. Well, year, the, the, say, the thing is the Wizards year- are already a 35 win team. You know, I don't think they're good or going anywhere, but I do think there's a very big gap between like them and the Pistons. I also, yeah. Like, I don't know, dude. I really, I'm not the biggest Troy Weaver, the Pistons general manager fan. I don't know what the hell he is like doing with the Marvin Bagley and James Wiseman. I should have been harsher on the Wiseman trade. It's a bad trade, man. He, he really has stunk for them defensively. And they're playing them over Duran, who is better. It doesn't make any sense. And they, they, they refuse to put out like real lineups. And I understand that they're so early into a rebuild like who cares but why are you doing this you know it still doesn't make it still hurts your development if like you're putting 
Ivy out there with nobody who can shoot. It's a disaster. So I don't know. Do they deserve a, a third, a third lottery win? No, they don't. Righteousness needs to prevail. Give them the fifth pick. I say. Yes, the Hornets do deserve it more than um, other teams, considering they haven't picked. Uh, I guess they picked Lamelo not that recently. But anyway, I don't have too many opinions on on it. I have just been enjoying the Suns being undefeated with Kevin Durant. Many are, have forgotten this. Many don't know, but um, I didn't know. You didn't know they are. I didn't know. They haven't lost yet. Congratulations! Um, How many games is that through? Six. There's six and zero. Oh. How many has he played? Is fraudulent. Six. Oh, you mean games that he's played since he's joined? Yes, the team. Okay. What about since he's been been added? I don't know. They went a little bit of a losing streak Ooh. after his cart- Looney Tunes cartoon injury. Um, the bigger revelation is Mikhail Bridges in Brooklyn. Like he has just been absolutely falling out, which kind of makes sense. I think like it was pretty clear that on the Suns he was an extremely good basketball player, like elite defender, elite offensive efficiency. But like his usage rate is only going to go so high when you're playing on a team with Chris Paul and Devin Booker on it. Like you are going to be relegated to being a role player. So for him to, but for him to get that usage rage up and like legitimately be playing like an all-star, I I, I really think he's going to keep it up. I mean, he has been so good for the Suns for such a long time and, and the dividends got paid so clearly so quickly. Um, I really like the the place that Brooklyn is in right now. I honestly do. I, I think the vibes are up. Um, they're the sixth seed. I think that they're going to have like at, Mikhail at least being an, an all-star caliber player next year. I, maybe he doesn't make it, but I think he's going to be playing at a pretty high level. I don't, I don't know, bro. Like he's putting up a pretty crazy efficient 28 a game with monster defense. He's fucking good, dude. He's he's really good. They're going they're going to turn themselves back into the like very fun feisty playing team that they were when they had D'Angelo Russell sooner rather than later. They are right now. They're the six seed right now. I think that they are not going to go quietly. I don't think they're going to get swept by any team that they play. Um, at least, but. I don't know. I he's really good. I I don't think that they're going to win that. It's it's tough to say. It's tough to say if they're going to win that trade or not. But it, it's very possible if if the Suns don't win a ring right now, um, that it ends up going that way. It brings me no joy to report. But man, that guy that guy has been an absolute monster. It seems like every night I I check Twitter and it's like Mikhail Bridges dropped. 30 points tonight on 70 <laughs> percent true shooting it's like okay dude yeah yeah i mean i don't know i i wonder how long the suns can run with their current core before it kind of turns into we're just too old and we fall apart yeah we'll see about kd um Paul, I think they can replace. As long as they've got Booker and KD, they're kind of a force to be reckoned with. Like, as long as those two are playing at a high level, 
Durant's game is just so well-rounded that it should age pretty well. Like I, I still, th- and he's playing at such a high level that I think you've got at least next year where the two of them can make a run, but man, maybe, My- it been, maybe it would have been better to keep a guy like um, Mikhail on the roster. So once Chris Paul retires or leaves after this year, you know, you've, you've got Booker and, and Mikhail taking a step up. I don't know. I, I think, don't know. I think it's going to be shorter than people expect as these things literally always, always are. But he has not played more than 55 games in a season since the Achilles injury. He just cannot get through big portions of the season. I think he's a huge injury risk. And so far, I guess he hasn't been hurt in the playoffs, which is what you really care about. But I don't know, man. I guess he also probably could have played more games if it wasn't for the trade this year, but still, I mean, 35, 55, 45, the last three years, I think that's a trend that does not bode well for him as he continues to get older. And he would have, he would have been zero all NBA teams through that. If he oh, he's probably not going to get one this year either, because he just hasn't played enough games, but new rules. <laughs> I agree with the, this, Mikhail never would have done this if he stayed with the Suns. I agree to a point, but there is a world where they'd be playing without Chris Paul very soon and even without Aiton in the coming years. Like, there are definitely a lot of touches or shot attempts. Not that, not that Aiton, like, Aiton obviously doesn't play the same role as Bridges and, and it's not like Chris Paul is shooting a whole lot, but that hierarchy could change, you know, like in the coming years. It's, always going to be Booker running the show, but a guy like Mikhail, definitely, I think, you know, you can support two all-stars in one team and, you know, could, you know, it could, it could happen, but who will see? We'll see. Are the chargers basically a lock to go yeah, wide receiver in the first? Um, are the chargers basically a lock to go wide receiver in the first love Allen, but he's aging and I've seen traffic cones worth more agility. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, there, there, there's no locks in the draft. Like no one's a lock to do anything besides like the Panthers taking a quarterback at one. That's really the only thing that you can be a hundred percent sure of. I would say, uh, it's very possible, but it's also very possible. They feel comfortable with the guys that they have and Nasir Adderley just retired. They could use a couple more corners. They could use a linebacker. They could use, you know, another line, like a running back. If, if Eckler's, I don't think anybody's going to trade for Eckler and maybe it'll get worked out, but I don't think it's a lock. Right. I think that if Zay flowers is there, if, if they could go high at, at 21, I definitely think they're aware that they need to create more explosive plays through the air. I, I'm sure that that's something that they've put a priority on because they can see those numbers, but I don't think it's a lock. There are, there are other things that they could use. Yeah. I would funny if they didn't go offensive skill position player, <laughs> I'd be pretty shocked if they didn't go receiver, whether or not it's flowers. I don't know if that's the guy they like. If flowers uh, is not on the board, I would not be shocked at all if they didn't. If Flowers is not on the board at 21, you don't think they go receiver? It wouldn't shock me if they didn't. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, there's, there would probably still be some corners there that I would be okay taking. Yeah, that's the position that really I think you could 
say they need like right now their safeties are obviously Derwin and then it's like Aloe Gilman, Raheem Lane, Mark Webb Jr. Some other depth pieces include, you know, Michael Davis, who I'm not totally sure how good he is, honestly. Like he's okay. The Chargers seem to be lower on him than like the general public is. Um, they've got JC Jackson, who obviously was terrible in a small sample size oh, last year. Barely. Pl- how many snaps did he even play last year? I don't know. Asante Samuel is really the only guy you can feel confident. Asante and Derwin are the only two you can be like, those are good players. Really? Yeah. Those are the only two you can really feel confident in. And maybe they are confident in JC Jackson and Michael Davis, or, or I shouldn't say comp- confident, but optimistic. Maybe they say like right. JC Jackson, Michael Davis, Asante Samuel, you know, we could find a, a, a safety in later rounds or corners in later rounds. It's not a glaring need. Um, but you could say the th- same thing for the receiver room, right? Like Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Josh Palmer. Like you could you could maybe talk yourself into that being uh, a unit that you don't need to upgrade on day one. So, yeah, I could I could see it. You've also got like interior linemen that they could still use. It it wouldn't shock me if they went another direction. Yeah, um, I'm trying to see. JC Jackson played. Was it 244 snaps last year? So that's what it looks like. So yeah, kind of a small sample size, but was not good when he was on the field. So a corner would be nice, but what they really need, I think, is a receiver. So that's what I would do. Is Tank Dell actually a first or second round guy or is Twitter lying to me? Twitter is lying to you. Tank Dell is, bro, he's so small. He's so small. Tank Dell could be one of those guys who's there on, on day three and everyone's like, why isn't Tank Dell gotten taken yet? And then the Vikings take him because they always take guys who fall like that. <laughs> what I mean, yeah. like Tutu Atwell size? Is that like? Yeah, and Tutu Atwell went on day two. There's definitely a chance that a, a team takes him um, with a strong analytics department. I was talking to... Um, Tyler, oh, oh, I can't remember his last name. Orb, Orbs, I know him as Tyler, and he was the former uh, director of analytics for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And he was like, "In my model, Tank Dell came out like as at the top, like statistically." Where did he work for? Tampa Bay. He okay. was the director of analytics for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Gotcha. Yeah, and he really liked Tank Dell. Well, he liked Tank Dell to a point where he was like, "I, I really like Tank Dell." But you look at his combine and how disappointing it was and just like how small he is and how much of an outlier he would have to be that like he was like, I like him. Like, I think he's got a chance to be an outlier, but like it would scare me to death (laughs) is what he told me. So, yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't put my job on Tank Dell. That's that's for sure. I I really don't think like first or second round, like maybe there's some team with a that has a strong analytics vision in the draft room that takes him like on day two at some point but first would really shock me it would really really shock me he was productive though i mean two years in a row oh yeah over 1300 yards he's the most productive i mean you look at any stat for wide receivers in college football this year he's he's up there there's just an earthquake, says a man in the comments there's just an earthquake where i am but i have to watch stay high thank you for sticking it out 
through, through the earthquake. <laughs> right. Um, I hope you're okay. I've never felt an earthquake. Have I imagine that you guys have not like been Mm-mm. on a? Coast. No, there's not a lot of earthquakes in Ohio. Or yeah, same with Minnesota. But uh, have you guys ever been in a, a <laughs> bad a natural lot. disaster, like a tornado ripped through town, or you know, any any? What's the craziest weather you guys have? Uh, there was usually it's like we get a bad snowstorm. That's about the extent of it. We did have a tornado warning earlier this year but that's the only one that i've that i can remember in like the past decade that's the only tornado like where we've had to like shout seek shelter that's the only thing that's the only one i can remember in like the last decade that i've experienced um but yeah it's mostly just really bad snowstorms we get at least one a year like, what are you talking when you say really bad, like 10 inches of snow, like nine, eight, like most people can't drive. Like, so I, it's never quite a foot, but like, what was the one a couple years back in Cincy, Matt, how many inches was where people were like outside pushing their cars, people are sliding. Well, down it wasn't that many inches. We just got a lot of hail and then it snowed yeah. on top of that and it froze. It was weird. I've never seen that much hail in one spot. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty bad then. We had a decent amount this year where, or like this year and last year where school got canceled and they don't cancel school in Miami ever because everyone lives on like the president lives on campus. He's like, if I can get out of my door, we're going, you're having class. So if they, if they cancel, it's bad. Fair. I've been in a couple, but you've never been in like a natural disaster. You would say. (laughs) No, (laughs) I've been in one tornado, one tornado ripped through our town and it destroyed some scoop you up. No, no, it, it <laughs> knocked a tree like almost onto our house. Oh, damn. Yeah, it kind of like was resting on, it grazed the porch, it fucked up some gutters. We got pretty lucky actually that it didn't make major damage, but like a house fell down or a tree fell down, tons <laughs> house, of trees were down. House fell uh, down. Some of the houses and barns out in the country were, were down. Um, yeah. They got destroyed and my power was out for like two days. That's damn. the worst and like, yeah, I, I didn't see outside. I didn't like go look outside because I was in my basement, obviously. Right. But um, yeah, I, seen, that's the only that's the only, that's the worst weather or natural disaster anything I've ever um, encountered. It's, it's weird. Lightning has struck like trees in my neighborhood more than once. There's like three trees in my neighborhood that have been struck by lightning. Really? It's that's kind of weird. I think. That is weird. Thoughts on best ice cream flavor? <laughs> <laughs> it's vanilla. No. No, vanilla. We know, vanilla, we know what van- you like. Vanilla is objectively the best ice cream flavor. No, you like lemon. No. Lemon Lemon's boy. the third best ice cream flavor. Honestly, no, it might be second. It might be better than peanut butter. <laughs> uh, no, it's like... What other needs do the, do the, <laughs> I think in terms of needs for the Panthers, obviously they could use a dynamic wide receiver. Like, one. yeah, 
that would be ideal. Yeah. They need, I don't know, uh, if they want to run two tight end sets, I think they're in trouble. They could use more offensive line depth. They could use another running back, uh, quarterback, obviously, but we kind of know that's going to be taken care of. I agree with wide yeah. receiver. I don't know how their defensive ends are going to be. We'll have to see. And I'm going to, it's a whole new system. They desperately need another edge rusher. That's probably their biggest need. They just have nobody else out I there. I say cornerback two is like their biggest. Yeah, I, I think they need another edge rusher more, to be completely honest with you. I mean, I, I, I cornerback two is right up there. Problem is, is that they're just, I mean, they restructured Dante Jackson's contract this year. Boy. So, I, I mean, he stinks. <laughs> He's coming off a major injury, too. So, I mean, that's just going to be a problem for them for a while, they've decided. So, I'm, I've given up. They're I good at safety. A quick, I, I pulled up a quick sim. Linebacker. I pulled up a quick sim. Um, took Stroud at one, whatever. Um, so, at 39... Guys that would be available. Uh, Did they have a 39th pick? I guess from yeah. the McCaffrey thing. No, it's the other way around. They traded the McCaffrey second. Yeah. Yeah. They they have their yeah. their 39th pick. It's their pick. Um, BJ Ojolari would be there. Uh, Emmanuel Forbes would be there. I don't I don't think I've looked at Forbes. Maybe I have. Well, know. we don't know who's going to be there. That's yeah. what, like, but these are just like guys that could be available. Uh, guys that got picked right before there. Uh, Ringo from Georgia, um, Maisie Smith or Mozzie Smith, uh, Tariq Stevenson, um, Will McDonald. McDonald would be cool. Ojalari would be cool, but either of those guys would make them really light on the edges. That is true. Um, shoot, I don't know. I always I'd think love, like I'd love to trade up a little bit and get Jack Campbell. Honestly, I think he's going to be very good. Well, he, yeah, he was the first linebacker off the board in the yeah, second. He's rising. So. He's rising and for good I reason. Think, I think like, when I watch JC Horn, he's like a press corner. Like that's who he was coming out of. That's why he was a top ten pick and came off the board before Sertan and all that is because like you could play man and he could hang with any receiver, any body type, any, anybody, you know, and he hasn't been able to play like that because they need to play like that across. Like if you're going to make a man coverage call, usually everyone's right. playing man coverage. So he can't really play the way he is good to play. Like the way he can play, because when you call man coverage, that also means you're manning up CJ Henderson and, and Dante Jackson and whatnot. So I'd love a second like corner so they could just get in man like JC Horn is supposed to do. You need a second press corner. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really know if there's another guy. Don't you like Tyreek Stevenson as a press corner? He's okay at it. Not like, not like Porter, but no one's like Porter in, in this, as far as like, just getting in your grill. No one's like Porter, but the Banks next is, best. Banks is like Porter. You, Banks you, is you, really good at it. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't seen a lot of Banks, so I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna speak on that. Um, I think the Panthers have so many needs that they could pretty much do whatever they want with the second pick. Yeah, I, I, I would not even be mad at offensive line. 
two of their guards are both their guards are coming off major injuries. I'm pretty sure, and um, or maybe it's Bozeman and Corbett. And I I think depth is super important, and I, I just want the Panthers' offensive line to be consistently good for the first time in a long time, and they're in position to do that now. Receiver would be cool, but I also. I, I, there's a lot of people who Panthers who, who think they like have to go receiver. They don't. Now they're they're not going to be no. great receiver regardless. But I hope I hope they don't reach on a receiver at 39 because there isn't going to be anybody there. It doesn't seem like. Yeah, they've uh, got the depth pieces to like be fine in that area. Like with a number one, they don't need another depth piece. They need another number number one. You know, like. And whether that be a, a trade or someone in the later rounds maybe develops into someone pretty special, but uh, to like seek that out specifically, like it's not really there at, at number two. I think, I think they've made they've they've really addressed in pre agency. But anyway, Theo, what are, what are your thoughts on uh, Ringo? I know a lot of yet. okay, a lot of people I see are pretty. Him, I, I've seen him like I do him. think that he is. I don't think that he is beat. From what I, I've watched the Georgia defense, because there's a lot of Georgia defenders to watch. Yeah. And there's a lot of SEC offensive players. And I do get what people mean when they say, like, he's pretty stiff. Oh, okay. Interesting. I, from, I, I think people seem to be pretty high on him. Really? That's what I've seen. But I, that was like. He's kind of fallen month. out of the first round. Type. That was like last month, people were high on him. I haven't checked since. But I don't know. It'll be, it'll be interesting. There's the corners are are a unique bunch. There's there's like some that are like pretty pretty good, and then there's a few that are just underwhelming. I have not watched Dayon Henley linebacker out of Washington State. I'm star. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I haven't watched any linebackers. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Man. <laughs> Am I missing anything? Like, is it is it a good watch? So. <laughs> How often do I watch film? I watch film every day for at least a game or at least a prospect these days. Like at least one prospect, like been probably at least two games for every prospect. But I spend a couple hours watching film every day. It's that time of year. It's that time of year. <laughs> Even in well, in the football season too, I'll I'll turn on a game or something, but after after the draft, it will be maybe not so much that time. Oh yeah, then it'll it'll probably not be as much. Am I crazy for wanting the? Oh, Ivan Pace. Am I crazy for wanting the Bengals to take a tight end in the first? I don't think uh, it's crazy. Yeah, I don't think that's like. Depends on who's there. Irv Smith is te- is a terrible player, man. Irv Smith is awful. You know how I feel about Irv Smith. He's on fantasy <laughs> I don't know how you feel about Irv. He's on his fantasy team. How do you feel about Irv Smith? I love Irv Smith. Man. <laughs> is on. he on your fantasy team? Yeah, he's he like, is. He's terrible, dude. He's <laughs> not good. He's a bad athlete. Bro, he has he unlocked? Unlocked. Has he ever? I, I don't even remember him ever playing. I just remember he got hurt, and that was it. Yeah, he's That's always hurt, and when he plays, he sucks. He's terrible. <laughs> really unfortunate. What's the most likely landing spot for Lamar? Uh, the Ravens by a country mile. Yeah. He's yeah. a Brown, I fear. No. <laughs> <laughs> the Browns are trading Deshaun and then <laughs> trading for Lamar. Is Kansi falling to the Saints at 29? He makes a lot of sense for them. Um, I kind of think that he's going to go early. 
I think some team is going to be like, have a really high grade on him. I think some team out there is going to be like, he's the best pass rusher in the draft. That's we're going to, he, we have like a first round grade on him. Like we would take him in the top 15. And I think one team that picks before the saints will think that I, I think that his window starts at like nine to Chicago. Really? Yeah, I do. I think that'd be pretty crazy if they, I think that would be pretty crazy, but if someone viewed him as like a big end and they like wanted to make him an edge player and they thought he had just enough juice to survive there and then he wouldn't like have to survive so many double teams on the inside, like is that, that would be a pretty good fit for the Eberflus scheme that likes like Quiddy Pay and, and people like that, like bigger four, three ends. He might, I think that's where like the watch, it would surprise me if he went that high, but I think we're starting to get on, um, Kalaja Kansi watch at as soon as nine. I see this, uh, this guy's asking for Mac Jones landing spots. Is Mac Jones getting, is that like a, a yeah, apparently he's on the trade block. Oh, Panthers. (laughs) (laughs) Number one. (laughs) I don't even know who else I could send us to make me think about that. Nobody. (laughs) Matthew Judon. And um, who's who's the corner? Jack Jones. Matthew Judon and Jack Jones for. uh, And the number one and, and Mac Jones for. I'm Jack saying, Jones, no, Mac Jones, and Matt Judon for the number one pick. Why would Cansey <laughs> play edge? There's at least five better edge rushers. I don't know about that. I don't know if there are five better. Like, there's, I don't love Cansey, but if you, if you thought he could survive, you could talk me into Cansey as, like, being a, a good edge rusher. Like, you really could with, all, with the, like, his array of moves. And his size and like potentially his, his power at maybe if in like one-on-one situations. So I don't know. I, Anderson, I could, t- Wilson, Nolan Smith. And then Anderson, Wilson, Nolan Smith. Like I would almost rather have Cansey off the edge than Miles Murphy and, and um, Van Ness. Van Ness. Yes. I definitely get behind Van Ness. So I don't know. It, it, it's not even like it's a, a team could just have him there. You know, like it just wouldn't surprise me if some team says like looks at his production and looks at all of his moves and just says like, this is the best pass rush in the draft. It's not quite my thought process, but I, I would understand if it is a team's thought process. Yeah, I could see it. A group, <laughs> a group in my data analytics class used some sort of model to predict the future of the NBA and had the Hornets as a top three team over the next two years. That's a hell some of a sort model. of model. Who said that? Out there. <laughs> Who's, who said that? Bobby Xavier. Oh my god! He used some sort of model. Some sort of. Model. You adjust it for pace of play. <laughs> when you adjust it for pace of play, it makes it worse. <laughs> No, <laughs> it doesn't. Is there a world where the Ravens should pass up a wide receiver at 22? I, I think like, yeah, it depends on how the board falls. I don't I, I think, care if the first 21 picks are all receivers. <laughs> I'm very, okay. I'm very best player available. So 
Yes, there is. Yeah, but also, dog, I couldn't imagine not taking a receiver if I were them. It depends on who else is on the board. People get too caught up in absolutes when it comes to the draft. Like, (laughs) way too much. It's crazy how, like, offended people get with mock drafts or whatnot. Like, why would they ever take... I promise they would never trade up or down or they would never, ever take this position. It's like, have you guys ever watched an NFL draft before? It... it Sometimes weird and, shit happens. Well, yeah, and people get upset when the weird shit happens. They hate it. <laughs> well, they justify it almost immediately. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> that's, do. That's true. I justified Corey Coleman when the Browns took him. So, fair enough. Well, he was and like just, a popular pick. He was. No, everyone loved anyone Corey Coleman. Mad, was like mad at them. But it, it, when he, I eventually realized that bro's route tree was super super limited and i'm watching like every like every highlight of him was just like either a slant or a go or like a hitch and go and he was good at that but not in the nfl he wasn't packers take a wide receiver in round one despite rogers it wouldn't be despite rogers it would be that rogers is so good that you don't need to invest in great wide receivers because like your passing game is going to be fine regardless and with love, you may not have that like privilege. It wouldn't be just like, oh, we're Rogers is gone. We're gonna make him so mad and take a receiver. It's like, oh, Rogers is gone. We need to give the quarterback more help for a good passing game. Also, the receiving core right now is like Dobbs, Watson, and Sam J. Toure. And like the starting tight end is uh the guy out of Cincinnati. <laughs> they also like never needed a receiver this bad when Rodgers was uh in town. There's nothing wrong about Deguara. It is his time. <laughs> I promise you it's his time. He I I cannot shake the feeling that the Packers are going to go with Mayer in the first round. I I really think that that makes is a very. There's nothing wrong with I mean that because that's how they they do the quarterback position. They'll have their franchise guy, and then draft somebody in the first round to bring up behind him. I could see them doing a similar thing at the tight end position with Deguara, and then bringing Michael Mayer <laughs> behind him. Deguara's so, big oh, problem so is that he is always hurt, like always. That changes this year, I say. <laughs> Deguara pilled. Deguara moves pretty well. Like he has some potential. He's a little undersized. I don't think he's like a great blocker for their scheme because um, they do love a good blocker. I don't know. He, I don't know. He was he awesome like for Cincinnati. That's all I know about him. I, don't, I couldn't tell you much about what he does for the Packers. I'm Neither could I because he's hurt all the time. He like. <laughs> <laughs> he has probably has less than 400 career yards in like three or four years. Unfortunate. Yeah. And he's made some like athletic play. Like there's definitely, you could put together his like 10 best plays and be like, man, he's yeah. 371 career yards. Like, but he's from he, Cincinnati. So he's good. Yeah. You haven't pushed him hard enough, Matt. If you were like predicting him to, to break out more vocally, it would happen because, um, well, I'm really not that confident he's going to go and like exactly. You need to break out at this point. But if 
if I had been around at the time when he got drafted, I would have been hyping the hell out of him. <laughs> Instead, That's you the thing. Not Matt around. had to go to school when he was- stay out was one year earlier. This would all mm-hmm. be okay. <laughs> it would be different. It would be different. But I can still give my my love to Tyler Scott and Ivan Pace this year. So, so true. I heard that there was some report that Indiana has been doing. Indianapolis has been doing a ton of homework and they just love Tyler Scott. The Pierce and Tyler Scott wide receiving room would be a (laughs) feed families. Yeah. (laughs) They could build the all stay hot team. The all stay hot interview team with Pierce and Levis. Oh, that would, that would be cool. Mm -hmm. I don't have too many thoughts on Jaden Reed yet. He seems good from what I have seen from him. I've heard a lot about him. I've heard a lot of good things. But I don't know much else. Who's edge two in this class? Tyree Wilson. Yeah, Tyree Wilson probably. Or maybe Theo thinks it's Nolan Smith. That's possible. I do have it as Nolan Smith. But I'm very like scared. I'm like shaking in my boots. Because <laughs> it's, it's the Tank Dell thing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's so small, man. He's so small. Colts taking Hooker because they want the next Tennessee QB and hope he's Manning 2.0. That would be awesome. He is Manning 2.0 Indianapolis. You should take him. <laughs> I don't understand what Indianapolis's like game plan here is. Like, I don't understand why they didn't trade to one, and I don't understand why they're not trading up to three. I think they might just like really dislike Richardson potentially because, like, if you really liked Richardson, why are you just letting? a team trade up ahead of you to number three. Like I'd be offering, it would, it would be a no lose situation to trade with the Cardinals. The Cardinals would still get whoever they want. And you'd get the peace of mind is like, okay, I can have Richardson if I want him. So I, or, I they might be low on Richardson because like, I don't understand why that deal is not done. Or they just like all the guys equally and they can't decide. So they're just like, we'll just let whoever falls to us. Yeah. Or they're really high on Levis because they know like they would be the only people really that high on Levis, it seems like. Which I've heard they are. Like there have been reports that they are high on Levis. So who knows? As far as I'm concerned, Levis is a cult. Yeah. It's very, it's looking very possible at this point. Now, what would be fascinating is if all this shakes out and they just get like Bryce Young or Richardson. <laughs> I mean, it's very possible they take Richardson if, if Carolina stays where they are. Like, it seems like most teams have Richardson way up ahead of Levis on their boards is what yeah. it seems like. So, and it seems like Richardson and Steichen's system would be a pretty good fit. So it wouldn't shock me, but... Is Marvin Is Harrison, Harrison a better, better prospect, prospect than Chase, than Chase Jefferson. or Jefferson? Definitely Jefferson. Jefferson like went twenty fourth overall. Like as a prospect, he's probably better than both. Honestly, yeah. Yeah, Chase was not like Chase had a flaw, which was he wasn't a super refined route runner. But he just caught everything anyway, and he's a great athlete. So it yeah, didn't I don't matter. know what you could say about. I don't know what <laughs> negative you could put on. Marvin Harris. He's going to get crazy. Unless it like, 
I wonder what people will say about him in the weaknesses section because I can't really seem to find one from what I've seen. He seems like, to be like a really polished route runner. Yeah. The great release. Like, he gets lots um, of vertical separation. I don't know if he's maybe like the most athletic guy ever, but man, he has great body control. He catches everything. He's open all the time. And I don't know. The, again, the best press corner in this class is Joey Porter by a mile because he's not re- true. You don't think who's the best? No, press cup? Who's the best? Pr- I think there's a lot of good press corners. Like I think I think Witherspoon is good at it. I think that Banks is good at it. I think Porter is. I think Witherspoon's good at it. Porter's Porter's the best at it. He's. I don't think he is. I think he's good. I don't think he's the best at it. I. He agreed so many it. pass interferences. Like. I don't know. He's good. I like Porter. I have a first round grade on Porter. I don't think he like to say he's like by far the best press corner in the class. I think it's incorrect. Hmm. I've seen like go look up Deontay Banks and look what he did to Ohio. Look, look, watch Deontay Banks versus Ohio State. Do that. Was he on Marvin? He was on everyone. He he played amazing in the Ohio State game. Okay, because I, I love the only, Banks is my the only guy that I saw give Porter trouble was Marvin, and because Marvin would just break his arms off. And then at, mm-hmm. at that point, didn't so to Banks. Okay, that's fair. Banks was balling in that Ohio State game. I think oh, I'll I, go. I'll, I would take I'll Banks very, very high in this class. Like I would be thinking about Banks, like pretty, pretty early. <laughs> Harrison negative. He makes every other wide receiver on the team look worse. <laughs> Who? <laughs> Marvin Harrison's negatives. He makes every other wide receiver on the team look worse. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Banks is CB1, I'm afraid. I don't think he's CB1, but I, I don't even hate that take. Like, that's a good hot take to have because he yeah. could really reach that level. He's really good. Gonzalez uh, is I'll my I'll take CB1. a look at... Uh... Lance Erline's latest mock says the Texans taking Tyree Wilson at two, and you ought to listen to him because that guy has been in local Houston radio for like 50 years. <laughs> Not 50, but like that guy is like, you know, he's like local Houston radio show that got both the Texans picks right last year. Like this guy is knows what's up with Houston. So like he's not saying that for no reason. I promise. Fair enough. Um, I don't really have anything else um i guess i don't either i just i just think like yes zerlin's mock i that really was interesting to me but you got to know like who he is (laughs) he he's a houston guy so it's not like he maybe there are people are just lying to him but i guarantee you people and that means that people in houston really like like he knows he would know that so that's interesting Mm -hmm. that's interesting they're trading for Mac Jones. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't have a lot else. So I think we can wrap this up. And uh, in the next episode, we'll probably talk about offensive line, maybe front seven. But until then, thank you all so much for tuning in. And as always, from Cornboy, Bird Boy, Lemon Boy, we will catch you all on the flippity flop. <laughs>